Hello, everyone. If it's your first time, we're so glad you guys are here. Welcome. All right. So I'll be, um, the title for this message is First Love. Um, coming back to your first love, which is Jesus. So I have, I have a couple, like I have a lot of scriptures, so I want to make sure. I got to open and ready. Okay. Um, so when I was kind of meditating of um, last year, oh, sorry, I'm Rosavi, by the way. I don't know if you, yeah, you mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I'm like diving in. Hello, sorry. Um, okay, so when um, I was kind of, you know, before the new year started, I was kind of meditating of last year and the things I want to work on this year and things I need to just, you know, let go and all that stuff. And so when I was doing that, kind of something that God showed me was, um, in groups, how we had our Bible devotional, like reading of the Bible in a year. And sometimes there's some days that like I, I missed and then I had to catch up and all that stuff. And then like, you know, and miss a couple more days and stuff. And I feel like some of us didn't have a chance to finish the Bible devotional in a year. And it hit me so hard. I'm like, wow. I'm like, what is more important than just seeking God? I'm like, what is that thing that's distracting us from seeking God daily? And it was definitely like, this whole message is like a rebuke for me. I'm like, oh, dang, okay, God, uh, I'll, I'll receive that. But it just opened my eyes of like, okay, is that where we're at? Or some of us at, you know, like, what is the what are, the, what are those things that are distracting us from just focusing on God and putting him first? So how's your relationship with God, right? How is that? Are you hungry and craving to seek him daily when you wake up in the morning? Are you excited and pumped to go and read your word and have that time with God? Or is it like a routine like, oh, okay, I have to do, do this, I'm going to do it, right? Because we could tend to go in that route because we're doing it constantly and it's just like a routine. But having that hunger, you know, and for example, like if you love someone, you're excited to see them, right? You're excited to spend time with them. Like when my husband gets home, I'm like, oh, yay, my husband's home. I get to hang out with him and stuff, and it's, it's exciting. And it, that should be the same thing with, our, with, with God, but even more, right? We should be excited and pumped, hungry to seek him, to learn more and more about him and um, have that communion with him, um, and so there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about how um, we're, God, we're um, the apple of God's eye. And he, is he the apple of our eye? Is our focus on him? And so um, the first point I have is seek him first and he will bring fulfillment in our lives. Uh, Matthew 6, 33. It says here... Um, Okay, but uh, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And the verse before that, it says, um, Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your, your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and all these things sh will be added unto you 
added to you. And I feel like we flip it. We, we try to do all these things, all, our chores throughout the day all, and throughout the week and work and all that stuff. And we focus on that first. And then at the very end, oh, maybe that little 30 minutes or an hour, I'll give, God, give it to God, right? And we flip it. And it's, that's not right, right? He said, don't be anxious for these things, but seek me first. And um, I noticed that in my life. Like if I don't put God first in my day, uh, I feel like the day is more stressful and like it's not as productive as I want it to be. But if you seek him first, he said, all these things I will help you do. It will be added to you. Amen. And a second, uh, second point is, do I give God my leftover time? Acts 2, 42 to 43. It says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done uh, through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. Okay, so they devoted themselves daily, right? And if you read down um, in that in that chapter, miracle signs and wonders happened. All these amazing things happened. They walked in unity because they seeked God first. They put him first, which is amazing. So, um, and sometimes I feel like, like I mentioned, if we flip, right, we tend to flip our days, our week of uh, doing the things, the chores of this world, right, instead of spending time with God, instead of putting God first. Um, and we, like I said, like, um, when I do that, I feel like my day is more stressful, right? Not as productive and all that stuff. And uh, wh when we are so focused, sorry, what was I? Lost my tra train of thought. Oh, so yeah, I was saying is like when we're so focused on the things of the world, we get our mind gets so consumed by the things of this world, right? And we start walking in fear, start walking in doubt, and you say, "Oh, why am I so afraid of this? Of why am I uh, walking in doubt? Right? Why am I, um, you know, walking in sin and all this stuff?" Because you're so consumed by the things of this world that you're not putting God first. Because when we start putting God first, we renew our mind, right? When we read the Bible, we're constantly renewing our mind and becoming more and more like Him, being filled and uh, walking in His character. Amen. Um, the third point is uh, be the branch. That's it. Okay. So John 15, 4 through 5. Um, I, Pastor Thomas actually spoke on this last week. Um, so it says here, 4 through 5. So abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he, uh, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart, uh, for apart from me, you cannot do nothing. Amen. So when I was reading this verse, um, that Jesus kind of was showing me how some people say, like, oh, I'm a Christian, Right. But are you bearing those fruits? Because if we, if God's the vine and we're the branches, we're constantly connected to the life source, right? He gives us life. 
and we're bearing that fruit, if we have that connection, if we're having that relationship and that constant hungry, um, close relationship with God, there's constant flow of life. And that means that there's going to be you're you're going to be bearing fruit. So if you if you're calling yourself a Christian, are you bearing those fruits? Where are your fruits? Do the do uh, does the world see the fruit in you? right? Or are you acting like you, you did before you were saved? Are you talking the same? Are you acting the same? Are you dressing the same? Walking in, the, uh, falling into the same sins? If so, check your heart. Where are you with God? You know, and it's just simple as that. He's saying, I am the vine and you're the branch. If you're a Christian, you will bear good fruit, right? And we are here to reflect Jesus into this world. So there's no time to waste. And like, Kind of like Joshua was saying earlier, right, of like, you, we got to go, guys. And there's no time to waste. There's no excuses that will ever, you know, um, matter. And, um, and just check your heart with God. Say, okay, God, where am I out with you? Am I really, if I call myself a Christian, where is my fruit? Am I dying to self constantly? Because when you have that relationship with God, God al always reveals the things you have to let go of for us to shine and walk in his character. And it kind of reminds me of the scripture in uh, Revelation when uh, God says, you know, the guy comes to heaven and uh, faces God and says, all these things I did for you, right? And Jesus is like, I never knew you. And that's like the scariest thing to, to face, right? And I feel like sometimes we get so distracted by life, and I'll get to it, get into it soon in Revelation of how we um, we get so distracted. Even in ministry, we think we're doing all these things, which is beautiful, like going going on missions and going on outreaches, and you know all this stuff, feeding the homeless and stuff. But is our heart truly towards God? Are we? Is our heart heart faced towards God? Right? Are we having that relationship with God, or, or is it just like a routine, like a ritual ha people have, right? Oh, this is what I was raised to do, and I'm just doing it, right? And so really check your heart, because we don't want to face God and have him say, I never knew you, right? That's like, that would be the worst thing to hear from God. Um, so my fourth point is, is our heart on God? Is our heart towards God? Revelations 2, 2 through 5. Um, it says, I know your works, you toil and your patient endurance and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, but you but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not and found themselves uh, to be false. I know you endure, you're enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake and you have not grown weary. But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you, have, you had at first. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the work, works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from, from its place unless you repent. So, like I said, and like Joshua mentioned, let's go, guys. It's not, there's no time to waste. This, this life that we live in now is just like a blink of an eye. It's something so small. And there's, like, we, we can't be selfish and consumed by this world, the thoughts of this world, the worries of this world. But our, it's like heaven or hell. You choose. Where, are you, where is your focus on? 
and and who what idol or what god are you focusing on and um and so um like it said here this church here you tutorial and you're patiently enduring and you're constantly working like he's saying you're constantly working you're doing all these things you're you you hate the ungodly uh, ungodly um People that call themselves apostles, but they're not, right? They seem like they're doing all these things. Like I mentioned, we we get uh, we go on outreaches and missions and all these stuff, but is our heart there? Is our heart on God? And um, so he was saying, come back, come back to me, come to your first love. And then he further said, and repent. So if you see, if that's where you're at, repent. You know, and and just ask God. Okay, God, I'm all I'm all in. My focus is all on you. And the lampstand in this verse uh, stands for the church and the witnesses. Um, and then my fifth point. I have a lot of points. So, am I being faithful to God, or am I idolizing something else? So Jeremiah two two and verse eleven. Verse 2 and verse 11. Go and proclaim. Oh, sorry, wait. Is that two? Yeah. Go and proclaim in the hearing of Jerusalem, thus says the Lord. I remember the devotion of your youth, your love as a bride, how you followed me in the wilderness and the land not sown. So it's kind of saying how, like, uh, when Israel was following Jesus, right? They're hungry for him. And your devotion as a youth, right? When you just got saved, you know, you could remember that hunger, that desire, and like, uh, where is she? Rachel, oh my gosh, if you follow her on Facebook, like, you always see her, her comments, like, oh, about Job, oh my gosh, and like, all this comment, I'm like, I love that, that excitement when you just get saved, I'm like, and I was telling her earlier, I'm like, okay, whenever you get a revelation from the Bible, text me or tell me, I'm like, it just excites me, and it like, it burns that new fire in me, I'm like, oh, that's so exciting, and like, it's just so awesome. It's, like, new and fresh for her, you know. But when you were saved for a while, like, I feel like it dwindles kind of. And you just, like, surround yourself with those people, you know, that are hungry and on fire, right? And, like, I remember I had a time of, like, where God would literally wake me up in the morning before the sun rises. Oh, gosh, sorry. Um, and so he would wake me up before the sunrise to go and seek him. And uh, and, and it was so nice because I'm like, I was so hungry. And um, I was so hungry. And I'm like, man, I want you, God. I'm like. And I was so excited to wake up in the morning, and it was so easy, you know. And if you know me, I'm not a morning person. I love my sleep. <laughs> and so it was so easy, and, like, God would literally give me the strength to wake up early in the morning. And as I was seeking him, I would just watch the sunrise. And um, 
have that time with God, you know. And when, oh, sorry, guys. And when I was studying this, I'm like, man, God, you're so awesome. Um, thank you, baby. Like, um, he was really showing me of just coming back to him. Because I feel like we get so caught up in this, the things of this world that, you know, we get distracted and we're like, wait a minute, how did I get here? And it's kind of like the word Pierce gave a couple of weeks ago of like, where did I lose you? You know, where did I lose you, God? What are those things that, um, those things that distracted me, you know, and helped me ref like focus my heart on you, God? And maybe you guys have those moments, you know, of like, okay, God, I was so on fire then. What happened? Why am I here? You know, and how can I get back to that even more hunger and fire in Jesus' name? And so verse 11 says, has a nation changed its gods, even though they are no there are no gods? But no. But my people have changed their glory for that which does not profit. Yeah. So you're saying here that um, other nations, their gods are false gods, and they stayed with their gods, but you guys have the true God, and you guys pretty much left me, right? And so are we idolizing something, right? Are we being faithful to God, or am I idolizing something else? Um, my last point uh, am I sowing what I want to reap Galatians 6 7 through 10 and so um, this message was preached I think in the beginning of last year me and my husband uh, we're listening to this guy preaching at the Encounter Church, and it was so good. It like convicted me so so much because um, he was he's pretty much here. Let me read the verse, and I'll explain after. Um, Galatians six seven through ten. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we will reap if, if we do not give up. So, so then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are in the household of faith. So he was pretty much saying, um, like, what I'm, am I sowing what I want to reap? And, and what, uh, he was kind of talking about how this year, you know, are you sowing the th things that you want to reap next year, right? Or are you procrastinating? Are you being lazy with the time that God blessed you with? Are you just sitting around and not investing? And kind of like the, the prayer that Joshua prayed, like get up and go. Like we have to go. He's called us to do things in life, to bless his kingdom, to bless the people around us and touch this world. And are we doing that? Are we sowing into uh, this new year and what we want to uh, reap 
next year, right? And I'm like, okay, everything, God, you give us this precious time. I'm like, I want to use it wisely. I don't want to be a bad steward with the things that you gave me. And uh, it's like a ripple effect, right? Whatever you read, whatever you sow, it f- affects people, you know, and it will affect your family. It will affect your, your kids and, and the people around you, right? And so I have uh, three questions to leave with you guys, your homework. Um, but really pray on it and kind of, you know, seek God with this and then maybe talk to your pastors or leaders about it uh first question is where did i lose god what is that thing that distracted you from where you are now and maybe you're you're chill maybe you're good with god praise god you know like i want i want to be hungry more like i want to be closer than i ever been before i want to keep on growing with god and get closer um second one is what are the excuses that are stopping me from pursuing god more so what are those things day to day that we are like, oh, I'm too tired. Oh, it's too late. All oh, the kids are crazy. You know, what are those excuses that we keep, you know, talking and, and having um, them to get in the way of our time with God? And the third one is, what are the steps I need to do to pursue him more? And, uh, for example, putting him first in the morning, like, that's my thing. I'm like, I want to go back to 5 a.m. or 6 a.m., whatever it is, God, like, bring me back to that time of just seeking you and just being alone with you. And then starting a Bible plan and finishing it this year. Amen? Um, and then being accountable for, being accountable, right? Maybe find someone, like, I'll have my husband bug me with it. But find someone that could, like, hey, how's your reading time with God? Or how's your secret place with God? Have those people around you that will push you and sharpen you. Amen? Um, so... Those were the questions, and um, I kind of want to pray. Um, if you feel called, like, if you don't believe in God, I want to open the floor and pray for anyone that wants to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And also, um, if anyone feels like they kind of backslid, I want to also pray for you guys as well. So if you, if you are one of them, if, you, if you're fine raising your hand, I want the people around you to just kind of, um, surround you and pray for you. Amen. Good. Okay. Um, well, after service, we're here too. If find one of the pastors or find a friend if you need prayer for anything. Amen. Amen. Lord, I just thank you so much for your heart towards us, God. Thank you for. Um, for everything you did on the cross, that you just simply wanted a relationship with us, God. And Lord, I pray that we don't abuse this relationship. We don't uh, waste it on the things of this world and get distracted by the things of this world, Lord. But help us focus on you, God. Help us to do the things that you've called us to do in this year and on, God. Sowing what we want to reap, God. Blessing your kingdom. Having that close, uh, hungry um, zealous relationship with you lord and if um if there's anyone here god that's kind of distant or just um wanting to bear more fruit god lord help them god to bear those fruits those things that are getting in the way god 
the flesh, God, constantly getting in the way, God, I pray that you help us to die to self to become more like you, God. I just pray for more hunger, more fire, God, that's contagious, Lord, that when we go out into a workplace, into this world, when we go out into wherever we go, the stores, God, that this fire, this joy, this peace, this love, who all of you, God, just shines through us, Lord. And help us, God, to have that time with you, God, seeking you first, Lord. And everything else shall be added unto us. Help us to not worry about the things of this world, God. We thank you, God, that you always constantly give us a second chance. Lord, we repent, Lord, right now. Forgive us, God, for getting distracted, God. Forgive us for not seeking you as much as we should, God. For doing life just as a routine, reading the word as like a routine, Lord. Forgive us for like losing that hunger and zeal, Lord. And help us to walk in it, God. In your strength, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.